Chung. Bum 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 bum. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Lo. And I'm Dee, and welcome to A Bad Time. We are going through episode by episode of Once Upon a Time, our favorite show and simultaneously our least favorite show. And we are summarizing what happened, what may happen, what may not happen. So you don't have to. Uh, We're doing the Lord's work over here. (laughs) As a reminder, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We've seen this show too many times to count. So if you are particularly wary of spoilers, go watch the show and come on back. We will be talking about everything. Not just this episode, but it... Oh, we could be talking about season seven. The episode number acts as like a starting point, and then we just go from there. And then we go from there, yeah. So sometimes we come back around, sometimes we don't. It's a fun guessing game of will they, won't they? Exactly. But while we do, while we are watching these episodes, we are keeping tabs on a few things, uh, things that we think are important as viewers. They're probably not important, but they're important to us because after 10 years of watching this show, we deserve some answers. We won't get them. We're not going to. But we deserve them. We deserve them. So I am keeping track of the magic bean count. They keep telling us there is no more. And then miraculously, there's another one. So I'm trying to see how many times we're told there are no more beans. I'm also looking at the town curses. How many times do we have a final curse? It's more than you would want. It's more than one. Unfortunately so. And I am last but not least looking at Emma's superpower where she claims that she can tell when someone is lying. That in itself is a lie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's pretty egregious. So I'm, I'm keeping tabs on season by season and then show in totality uh, how many times the superpower succeeds and fails. Lo, what are you, what are you looking at? Well, as is my want whenever consuming any sort of entertainment (laughs) media, I'm focused on relationships all of the time. So I am keeping track of our family tree, which is Mm -hmm. looking more and more like a family tumbleweed. It's terrifying. Knotted up and strange. But it's rolling. Um, so keeping track of that. And then I am hoping to build a definitive sort of chart of every possible couple on the show who have moments. There are some rules to that. Obviously, if they kiss on screen, if they are married, those are automatic on the on the fuckford, as I like to call it. But um, As it is a given. I also wanted to make sure there was a way to recognize those uh, couples and ships that perhaps were never canon, but textually only made sense. Things like yep. Emma and Regina. So if there are three separate episodes with moments of tension, whatever that might look like, I'm going to put them on the tree Emma and Regina are already on there. They have been on there for years at this point. Since, like, episode three. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I 
think I think it took a little bit longer, but only it because it was, it was actually... the rules were unclear at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do that a lot. We either don't have rules and create them late in the game, or have rules we realize that doesn't make sense. For example, inanimate objects can't lie. That's true. That's so true. So Emma can't look at evidence and go, this evidence is correct. Very true. I can tell it's not lying. Uh, so we've, we've come up with parameters to make things better. We try. We try. Don't forget, if you want to get oh. in contact with us, make sure um, you can find us on Instagram at wine, wine, and once beverage first or at Gmail. Yes, and our Gmail is same as the podcast, same as our Instagram, wine, wine, and once at gmail.com. We forgot about one checklist item, our new one. Oh, of course. Do. Of course. Um, our very exciting, the LVP of the week, the least valuable person. We are documenting who in the episode just doesn't need to be there. And they have to be a main player of the episode. It can't be Leroy ran through town screaming about a curse and that was pointless. No, no. It's someone that the, the writers are telling us are important to the episode, but we as viewers don't know why. Right. It's been interesting. Last week, we gave it just to a plot. Cause the like plot a whole plot it. line. Because <laughs> it and had I stand nothing. By that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I fully stand by that. I will argue that one into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we've gotten the, the work out of the way, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's, you know, all good. I went to the eye doctor today. Yay. That's how exciting my That's life exciting. is. Noteworthy to get new I glasses. Have, I have not been to an optometrist in like a decade, and that's probably not good. Yeah, I've had glasses since I was in fourth grade, so you, I don't, that's I don't fair. get to just not go. <laughs> but it's all good. I, I'm living in ignorant bliss. I'm sure I need them, but I haven't had like headaches related to it yet. So I'm just like. You're not old so enough to probably fine. need them, but it is, it's important yeah. to go. They check for things, yeah, you my, know. My, well, my partner does need them. On his license, it says he needs <laughs> them. His glasses have been broken for like, I don't know, five months. He still wears yeah. them. They're just missing one of the little side things. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Really, really well done. It's, it's. It is what it is, but yeah, I'm not quite at that point. I have, I snuck by the DMV. Not that I snuck by, but I don't need my glasses to see. So only to correct my vision. It's very weird. Um, Like my eyes work together to be clear, but individually they're both insane. So Mm -hmm. uh, I get away. I was totally ready last time I had to go renew my license. I, like, went in and was, like, ready to... I had my glasses with me to say, like... Yeah. Hey. I have them. I have them. I should probably... And, but then they did the vision test, and I had forgotten to get them out at the time. And so I was like, oh, I right. have these. Like, and they're like, oh, well, you passed without <laughs> the well, glasses. Well, you're fine. So you're, you're fine then. But, you know. Well, that's good. That That's all good. But I'm excited. New glasses are always exciting. So it's that's crazy. super. Like, look at my very, very exotic and jet set lifestyle. I went to the optometrist that is today. Very, that is very sexy of you. What are you drinking? 
with a, a sexy, rose. sexy lifestyle. It is not very good, but it is a rosé. It's certainly wine. It will do the job. And it will do the job yep. admirably. How are you? What are you drinking? I'm also, I'm not going to say it's mediocre. Last week's was mediocre. This is good wine. I think I was just wanting something a bit more dry, and this just isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Like I'm Fair enjoying enough. it much better uh, than whatever last week's was. Well, I'm glad because the grimacing was really, I was going to say that I'm glad because the grimacing last week was a lot. Every time you took a sip, I felt so bad. I could have not drank any, I could have stopped drinking. I made a choice. I don't, I don't know what those words mean. (laughs) Individually, I know in that order, it's a little unclear. Yeah. Instructions unclear. Instructions unclear. We'll finish drink. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How am I? I'm good. I had like seven hours of training today, which was annoying, but super fun. Love that sort of thing. But it's fine. But it's all good. If that's the worst thing that happened to me this week, um, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we <sighs> cheers and and really sink our teeth into this one? Have to. You should have saved that pun for yeah. next week. I'll just say it again. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. How dare I think you were going to do anything of quality? That was... I'm not a. I'm not original. Why do you think I have original ideas? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, cheers to wine that. Cheers. Here. It's, cheers it's to here. the wine that's cheers. here. Yes. To the wine we dream about and the one we're drinking now. A little Hades town <laughs> for you all. As a treat. <laughs> Still in my blood. It's not oh. going anywhere. No, it's not going anywhere. Alright, let me pull up this Disney no. Plus summary. Woo! <sighs> Season 2, Episode 6, Tallahassee. You know it's going to be a good one with a title like that. Emma's past is revealed when she meets up with a fellow thief who wants to make an honest woman out of her. And in fairy tale land, Emma takes a trip up a beanstalk with Hook to retrieve a compass from a giant. Technically correct, I suppose. Technically it's correct. Yeah? I just don't like it. No. I mean, I'll, it's it's the big parts of the episode. I can't fault it. I don't know that it would My make favorite. me click the episode, but. No, I do like the abridged summary on just the thumbnail is Emma's past as a con artist is revealed. Again, technically correct. I do like that it implies that somebody's about to out her as a con artist. Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Well. I just, On that note, it's a, hmm, it is hmm. what it is. Shall we, shall we jump in? Oh, are you ready is the question. No, but I never am, so. All right, season two, episode six, Tallahassee. We open in the Enchanted Forest, the present Enchanted Forest, not the Enchanted Forest or the fairy tale land that was, 
Uh, sure. Emma, Mulan, Snow, and Aurora are at the bottom of the beanstalk we saw at the end of that last episode. Oh, boy. Hook tells them that the beanstalk and the giant that lives up at the top are the last of its kind. Uh-huh. There are no more giants. There are no more beanstalks. The plan is well, to... why would there be? Well, no, of course not. We had to kill them all. Whoopsies. The plan is to go to the top of the beanstalk and steal a magic compass that will get them back to Storybrooke. Hook right. claims that Cora will need both the ashes that she got from the magic wardrobe and mm-hmm. the compass to get back to Storybrooke. So their plan is to go get the compass before she can get it and then somehow steal those ashes back. That sounds very Emma of Emma. Yeah, perfect. Obviously, they're looking at this giant beanstalk going, um, how are we going to climb this? And Hook says he has a counter spell from Korra that will oh, help how convenient. climb it. Basically, he says, okay, I can, but I can only take one of you up. So, again, how convenient. Immediately, everyone is like, I will do it, because Mulan's like, I'm best warrior i should do it or are like i've got nobody left i should go (laughs) she's like what 23 she's already peaked listen sometimes (laughs) you know you just gotta go out on a high note and snow is like i will go because emma should not go because she's again young and naive to the ways of the world she's also she's also just emma so she should not by nature she brought a gun to a knife fight she brought a gun to an ogre fight. That is correct. Basically, Emma overrules everybody and says she's going to go because she needs to do it for Henry. Oh, okay. So it's better. Yep. That's that's how it works. That's how it goes. They Yikes. untie Hook. They free him. And he gives Emma the cuff that will let her climb up the beanstalk. Emma pulls Mulan aside and says that if she and Hook aren't back in the incredibly arbitrary 10 hours, they should cut down the beanstalk. I don't know where she got 10 hours hours from. I don't know where she got 10 hours from. It's a choice. I genuinely, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know if there was like some sort of reason it needed to be 10 hours, but in Emma's mind, it needed to be 10 hours. Good for her, I guess. Mulan agrees to this plan and gives Emma some poppy dust that will put the giant to sleep. Great. Uh, Why does Mulan have this and also the sword that she claims is the strongest one in the land? That seems like a bit of an OP move. Because she's Mulan and she can. No, fair enough. Proceed. (laughs) Hook and Emma start their climb before we flash back to the real world, but the real world of the past. Oh, We know spicy. that Emma is young because she is wearing plaid. And glasses. And glasses. So and her hair is in a ponytail. She's young and unafraid and stealing a, a yellow VW bug. <laughs> what a choice. Of all the cars, she was like, that's the winner. That's the one. That's the one that's definitely going to fly unnoticed. Yep. I, 
bright yellow bug. Yep. Absolutely. She breaks in, gets the car started, starts driving, and is shocked because there's a man in the back seat. One would Yikes. One would think you you'd check that, but you know. No, she did not. She was in she a can't hurry. Be bothered. The man tells her to keep driving and introduces himself as Neil Cassidy. <laughs> Emma, One of my favorite moments in the whole episode. Oh yeah, no, it's delightful. Neil like pops she's up like, and tries. She's like my name's Neil, and she, Emma's like absolutely not. I'm giving. I'm not giving you my mm-hmm. name. You could be a pervert. Well, first she says, I'm not giving you my name. And he's like, yeah, I don't need it if I get the cops involved when the carjacking oh, is in oh my progress. <laughs> Forgot. Oh, he's he's a good one. He's, it, trauma makes you funny. So. <laughs> That's, you're right. Because, yeah, then he's like, hey, come get a drink with me. And she's like, what? No, you could be a pervert. And he's like, okay, yeah, maybe. But you're definitely a car thief. Yeah. He's like, okay, I might be a pervert, but you're 100% a car thief. So, <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Also, is she implying that she doesn't believe him? If so, your superpower is a bitch, you liar. I'm not counting it because there's no, she does not say the thing. But her implication of, like, I don't know if I can trust you. You might be a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it bugs me. I don't like the waffling on whether or not this thing works. No. She's like holding a microphone going, is this thing on? Check one, two, three. Like She doesn't even know half the time. True. Either way, all of this bickering distracts Emma and she runs stop sign, which immediately gets her pulled over. And Neil thinks quick and pretends that she is his girlfriend, and he's teaching her to drive stick, and that's why they ran the stop sign. Like, he, he makes gross comments, but it's quick thinking, and it's all acting, so I give him a pass on this. Oh, yeah, no. It's gross, but it works. No, it's very clearly he's thinking, okay, what do I need to say to get us out of this situation? And, you know, it's like, women, am I right? Gross. Idiotic women. What do you do well. Can't drive stick. Oh, those silly Billy girls. I can't drive I stick. I know. I was going to say, I don't think I get to talk. I can't drive stick shift. <laughs> I, my, yeah, yeah. Whenever we go somewhere where I might be drinking, or one of us might be drinking, we have to make sure not to take the stick shift, because if my husband drinks and I don't, I need to be able to drive, and I will not be able to drive his car ever, and I refuse to learn, because it terrifies me. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm certain it's a skill I should probably make some attempt to acquire at some point, but I have yet to do that. So And yet here we are. I We've made it. So, either way, Emma can't drive stick, according to Neil, and uh, the cop says, well, okay, this is a warning this one time. And the cop leaves and Emma realizes, wait a second, this isn't even your fucking car. You are going to steal this car. This is a mess. This is a mess. This is hot nonsense. But delightful. I will give them that. Delightful. Oh, absolutely. We go back to the Enchanted Forest where Hook and Emma keep climbing. And Hook is weird. And... They talk about Emma's past a little bit. 
and Hook says, well, you needed to go because you had the most to lose. You need to get back to your son. And she's like, yeah, that's called eavesdropping. That's not, you You know yeah. nothing about me. And Hook says, well, yeah, but I know also that you're trying to make it so that he won't grow up an orphan like you or something like that. He he says too much is what it is. Like he he knows more than he should and she doesn't think that's a red flag. Well, and then she's like, how did you know that? And he's like, so back in my time in Neverland, I spent a lot of time around these orphaned boy children. And in fact, I hung out with your orphaned boy baby daddy. (laughs) He says that. It's weird. It is a weird moment. In any case, he's like, I know an orphan when I see one. (laughs) I guess. A perfectly normal yeah, you, you thing all, to you say. All wear, you all wear plaid. It's weird. <laughs> and glasses. <laughs> he then decides, I guess, that he's not done probing enough and asking weird questions because he's like, hey, Emma, you ever been in love? And she says no. But she's very clearly lying. So the audacity of this woman to stare at people and say I have a superpower and then lie to their faces. <laughs> How dare she? We go back to the real world, but of course the real world of the past. This oh, time, sure. a pregnant Emma is in Aww, a convenience so she, store, like, I mean, looking it, at food. And it seems like she was in love, that liar. You know, funny. Funny how that works. Neil is asking for directions from the shop owner. But the shop owner's like, I'm only helping you if you give me, like, if you buy the map. So, like, he says, I'm not a tour guide. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's a strange way to, to, to talk say, to people. Buy the map first, and then I will help you. I once stole a map from a convenience store on accident. Do tell. <laughs> we were young. I Well, I was probably 11, maybe 12. I was young enough where I, I was not intentionally trying to steal. We were in Oregon, and there were maps. I think it was a CVS or Long's Drugs, something like that. And they had the map rack by the door. And as we were leaving, I was like, oh, I should grab a map for the area since we're visiting. And I did not know you had to pay for maps. And we get to the car. I'm like, oh, Dad, you want to look at the map? And he was like, what map? <laughs> and then he told me I stole it, and I started crying. Fair enough. We, we walked right back in and put it back. But, like, nothing happened, but. Less exciting. Yeah, that was a little bit less exciting. Less exciting than this. They do buy the map. They do. They do actually buy the map, but then it becomes clear that Neil is pocketing things uh, at the counter using the shopkeeper's distraction. And this other customer comes in and notices that he's swiping things. But conveniently, Emma starts screaming because she's in labor. Super, super conveniently. Ah, uh, her, like, three-month pregnant belly. Yeah, perfectly round, too. Screaming, making a scene, and the shopkeeper all of a sudden is very kind and is like, do you need me to call an ambulance? And they're like, no, our car's outside. And right. they run out, and the customer's like, you Dude. know they were stealing, right? And then, oh, plot twist, Emma's not pregnant. It's oh, not baby no. Henry. It's just... A backpack she shoved under her skirt. 
That's a very round backpack. And I'm sorry. The things that they pulled out of that backpack should not have been able to, like, round her out as much as it did. So I call BS. Oh, absolutely. In any case, they're, you know, horny for crime. So (laughs) they make out in the car. You know what? Emma is 100% horny for crime. This entire episode is just her committing crimes and then wanting to And being horny about after. it. <laughs> yeah. Immediately wants to... Yeah. Find a... Like, Emma's horny for crime. I don't Emma know what Swan I'm, is I don't horny know what for crime. You. you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible truth from this show. Deeply terrible. They end up going to a motel and sneak into a room right after a family checks out. Emma grabs a a dream catcher that they left and seems wildly confident that the family that literally we saw leave the room is not going to return for this dream catcher. Listen, she's horny for crime and kind of likes the thrill of maybe they'll come back. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll they'll walk in on something. Like she Emma's horny she, for crime and likes to be caught. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd take those words and put them back in your mouth. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Clearly Neil is not as enamored with the life of crime. He is not as horny for crime as she is because he wants to settle down he he doesn't want to be doing this anymore and he pulls a map from somewhere i guess this hotel just provides framed maps of the united states or maybe that was left behind by the family but also (laughs) a weird thing to leave behind it's it's just hotel artwork you know how there's always like weird vibes at hotels yeah framed state uh, yeah framed map of yeah. the united states the continental u.s not hawaii yes. and alaska i noticed no no i'm pretty that's sure an option they for them there. that's not an option for their their traveling ex- escapades basically nail wants to settle down and emma asks okay well where would we if we don't have a home where would we settle down and put down roots and he says point to anywhere on the map And that's where we'll go. And fate leads Emma to point to Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, pick again. Uh, Try harder. No offense to to any any Floridians. But if you're given a map and say we can go anywhere, I, I, I really do think I would go, no, let's try again, shall we? I, it, I lived in Florida no, thank you. No. He also says something about no. how everywhere in Florida is near a beach, and that just feels that's like just, a lie. That's just patently inaccurate, although I guess, I suppose, if you are from the middle of the country, objectively, Fair. yes, everything is close because you're like two hours from a beach. It reminds me of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, where that's the whole pull for going to West Covina. Only two hours from the beach. Only two hours from the beach. 45 minutes in traffic. Uh-huh. Without traffic. Not in traffic. Yep, yep. Back in the Enchanted Forest, Mulan draws some lines in the sand, creating some sort of sundial saying it's going to help them keep the time of watch. 
and Snow volunteers to take the first watch. While Mulan is going to sleep, she's like, okay, proceed. That sounds great. Bye. (laughs) I love Mulan so fucking much. (gasps) Mulan does not give a fuck about what is occurring in this episode, and it is wonderful because Aurora immediately jumps down Snow's throat and says, oh, well, I'll stay up with you. Don't, Don't worry about it. I'll stay up with you, too. Mulan's looks and is like deuces okay deuces proceed i see nothing wrong with this good night aurora is afraid to go to sleep turns out because she's had a nightmare ever since the sleeping curse and the one she says she slept one time (laughs) every one time she's had a nightmare (laughs) every single one time she's slept (laughs) In the week since the sleeping curse. And Snow is very sympathetic to this because she says she had a very similar experience when she came out of her sleeping curse. But Charming would always light a candle and soothe her and comfort her. So she tells Aurora, rest and she'll watch over her and make sure everything's okay. Right. Back on the beanstalk, Emma and Hook reach the top and it's all desolate and Emma asks what happened here. Hook says that Jack and the Beanstalk was like a good story, but not actually how it happened. There was a man right. named Jack who invented, invaded the giant's realm and killed Al, but won the worst of them all. Uh, I want to know how that myth started. Truly. Just because he's the only one left. Much like Tigger. That's fair. Is Tigger the most terrifying of the Hundred Acre Woodsians? I mean, I don't know that I would want to run into Tigger in a dark alley. I'd rather run into Tigger than Owl, that bitch. Well, see, but Owl would just be pretentious and then leave me alone. Because <laughs> he wouldn't find me Tigger entertaining. would pounce you. Yeah, no, Tigger would That's harm someone. Not intentionally, <laughs> but Tigger is going to cause harm. I think he causes harm not realizing, like, he intentionally causes harm, but he's not trying to hurt people. Yeah. He, like, it's the, I'm going to knock you over because this is funny. Yeah. And doesn't realize that that hurts people. Exactly. Tigger is a menace. Tigger is a menace to society. We should. I can understand why Rabbit's pissed off at him most times. We should start a Hundred Acre Woods podcast. We should. <laughs> We're abandoning this now, guys. No, that's just season eight. <laughs> missing season yeah. I mean I'm surprised they don't have any of those characters in Once Upon a Time they have Gus Gus like who the fuck there is no god here no no there's no rhyme or reason in Once Upon a Time this land is lawless it's like Kingdom Hearts they do whatever the fuck they want pretty much yeah in any case back to <laughs> the story where there are no tiggers but there are giants. Christ. Oh, no. Hook says there was a man named Jack who invaded the giant's realm, killed all but one, yada yada. Emma asks about the tattoo on his arm. It has Mila on it. And sure. Hook says it's in memory of someone he once knew. Emma guesses, rightfully so, that Rumpelstiltskin killed her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why he wants to get to Storybook and get revenge on Rumpelstiltskin. 
Hulk. Revenge, revenge, revenge is going to be his. It is. He's going to jump off a table and break something. <laughs> Hook says, Emma sure is perceptive in love for somebody who's not been in love. And Emma says, okay, maybe I might have been in love one time or another. Really interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing good. Good on them. It is what it is. Words are exchanged. I guess. Back in the real world of the past. Oh, no. Emma has lunch waiting for Neil, but Neil arrives and is really nervous. There's an arrest warrant out for him for grand larceny because he stole some watches <laughs> some time ago. I don't remember. Time. <laughs> watches. Time. It was some time. I don't remember how much time it was. It it was a while ago because I remember you and I were sitting there going, okay, he stashed them in a train locker. Yeah. It was a locker at the bus station or something. The bus station. Yeah, like it should have been emptied out long ago, and it has not been. Yeah, it's just weird. He is freaked out, says he needs to go to Canada to get away so he can't be prosecuted for this theft because while the shop owner he stole it from was very drunk, the security cameras were very sober. So, (laughs) really just top-notch acting. He... Top like, notch. It must be the trauma. It must be the trauma. Top notch jokes. Jokes on jokes on jokes out of this man today. Zinger. Got him. Emma comes up with a plan. Says she will steal the watches back. She'll go pick them up so that they can fence them because she wants to go with him and create this brand new life in Tallahassee. She is sold on this Tallahassee idea now. And. Or she was like, oh, we'll go to the border. And he's like, we can't go to the border. We've got a stolen car. She's coming up with ideas. We'll take a VIN number. More crime. More crime. More crime. Let's get horny. More crime. They need money for whatever plan they're going to have. So she says, I'll go pick up the watches and then we can fence them. And that is how we will pay for everything. Sure, why not? Nobody's going to be looking for Emma, so she won't have any trouble picking up these stolen watches, I guess. He says... Well, I mean, why, why would they? No, he doesn't want her to go to jail for him. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. And Emma says, shut up. I love you. <laughs> be quiet. Kisses him, makes him quiet, because again, horny for crime. So, yeah, yeah, she's like preemptively horny for the crime she's about to commit. Yeah. She's really fucking excited. The anticipation of the crime. Mm-hmm. It's like a little pre-crime. That's a treat. <laughs> a little pre-crime is a treat. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that is the end of our time in the real world because we're back in the Enchanted Forest Emma climbs up a statue outside the giant's home and Hook uses a bone to hit a metal shield to make a big clanging noise and that, lure out the not? giant. The giant is played by What's-His-Bucket from Lost. People were excited about this. I never the, watched Lost. This was a Lost, whole thing. So. I watched exactly one season of Lost and then there were polar bears and I was like, yep, I'm out. 
I I forget the actor's name. I apologize, but um, it I got you. It is Guy Furlan. There we go. No, that's the director. No, that's the director of the episode. Oh. What the fuck? Well, that's unhelpful. Jorge Garcia. There we go. So the giant is played by Jorge Garcia. People were very excited about this back in the day. Yes. It meant nothing to me back then. Call, <laughs> I did absolutely in the drunk recap, I think. Yes. Say his the director name guy instead of Jorge Garcia. I think that's very sexy of drunk me. <laughs> that is all. Continue. He so the giant emerges and he's very tall and they seem very surprised by the fact that the giant is giant. I I don't I don't know. I, they're exhausting. The giant chases Hook around because Hook keeps yelling, "Hey, you want to kill a human? You want to kill a human? You want to kill a human?" Which Yikes. quite frankly, if you yell that at me enough times, yeah, I'm going to want to kill a human. So, well done on the annoyance front, Hook. He kind of leads him around until Emma's got a good shot at his face and, you know, shoots the shot of powder directly into his face and the giant just collapses. Just the whole fucking bag. It's the money shot, you know. <laughs> it's a choice, I suppose. Uh, knocks him unconscious. Seems like... For one blissful moment, maybe Hook was crushed in this oh, little scene, but nice alas and alack, he pops up and is like, LOL, I'm fine. Horrible. <sighs> Rats. They go inside the mansion that the giant lived in. Then back down on the ground, Aurora wakes up screaming. Gosh. Snow White rushes to her aid and Mulan kind of watches in the background because, again, Mulan gives no fucks. I adore her. Aurora tells Snow of her nightmare. that She was in this room with no windows and no doors, leaving you was this so- chilling challenge. I was going to say, wow, that's so... Like, I wouldn't be that mad if I was in the Haunted Mansion elevator. I'd be like, okay, I don't know. The, the blood-curdling scream would get on my nerves. Every... Oh, is, oh, in this scenario, would that be playing on a loop, like I, the whole intro? I, I mean, is that not, would that not be the version of the fire? I guess the fire is constant. Yeah, I guess so. You right. Yeah, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried if I was just in the, the elevator itself. Right. But the second you add in that narration, it's fun maybe two or three times and then... Yeah. You hear the scream again, and it just, it, it wouldn't go well. It, it grates. It, it kind of grates on you. Yeah. So in any case, it, the fire room is on fire with some blood red curtains. No windows, no doors, leaving you this chilling challenge to find your way out. There's no way out, but what there is, out on the <laughs> other side of the fire, is this little figure. Somebody else is in the room, staring. Staring. Staring at her. Absolutely not. I would hate that. I would hate that. <laughs> I, I, just picturing it, I hate everything you're saying. Yeah, no, it sounds terrible. But Snow says, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. They will fade. It's a nightmare. It'll go away. 
and Aurora lies back down in what looks to be the least comfortable possible way you could sleep. With her head kind of just craned onto Mary Margaret's lap. But only her head. So it just looks like, it looks like a crick in the neck is what it looks like. It does. It does. I will say this episode subtitle could be Mary Margaret wants to be everyone's mother. Yeah, Mary Margaret wants to be a mom really badly. She, you know, like when chickens get broody and like they want to like mother something, so they'll grab like random shit and try to like hatch it. I feel like that's what's happening here. She's just going to be maternal towards anyone and hope that it sticks with someone. I'm really excited because I just learned a new thing about chickens. (laughs) (laughs) I learned from a video today. uh, Yeah, apparently chickens get, it's called, they're they're being broody. And they are trying to hatch eggs and oftentimes it's ones that can't lay eggs anymore. And so Mm -hmm. they get sad. They get like depressed because they want babies. So in this video, they they took this chicken and gave her some chicks that they had recently purchased. And we're like, okay, be a good mama. And that's, your chicken fact of the day. <laughs> That's the newest addition to the podcast is the fun chicken fact of the day. I will just be making them up after this. Yeah, chickens feel no fear. Um, chicken fact. <laughs> that That is a fact, I think. I don't think there's anything incorrect about that statement. Unless you're talking about hey, hey. That's true. Fun fact, chickens can fly. There's their own anxiety and the weight of the world crush them down, so they choose not to. Fair enough. It's their own depression that keeps them grounded. Fair enough. <laughs> can relate. Hook and Emma back up at the top, wander through the giant's house, and are like, ooh, look at this. And Emma's like, I don't care about this. Please, I just need this compass. And Hook smelling treasure and being weird about treasure they bicker a bunch it's annoying yeah they're annoying it's annoying yeah they're annoying we flash back to the past where emma opens up the locker finds those watches slips by the cops good for her uh, sure I guess. Why are the watches still there? I'm very confused about the timeline. Doesn't matter. I'm sure she's so horny right now. This crime makes her very horny. Oh, yeah. No, she's not paying attention to anything else. Now we're back in the Enchanted Forest. Emma and Hook come across the Jack the Giant Killer's skeleton. They know because there's a big old sword with his name on it. Wow. Emma saves Hook from tripping over a tripwire. It's weird. Hook is like, haha, you love me. You're you like me. This is affectionate. Mm. No. No, sir. But okay. He's immediately obnoxious about it and says he likes she likes him and she says, No, absolutely not. Fair enough. They keep mm-hmm. searching. They step over the tripwire and keep searching. Also the tripwire very, very not hidden. It was very obvious, very large. Bright white. Just. In any case, doesn't matter because Chekhov's tripwire will not come into play yet. And we're back in the real world. 
Emma and Neil reunite in the bug. Emma's immediately horned up. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other word. Oh, no. Neil says he's going to go pawn the watches and they'll use the money to start their lives in Tallahassee. He gives Emma one of the watches and tells her to meet him at the parking structure at nine. Great. They have these plans. Good for them. He leaves and is immediately stalked by a shadowy figure. Huh. The shadowy figure, not very stealthy, because Neil clocks this immediately. They get into a tussle a little bit. Turns out it's August. August is back, everybody. Yay. Not nearly as exciting as Surprise Midweek Sebastian Stan, but we do what we gotta do. Okay, okay substitute. A decent substitute, for sure. For sure. August claims that he is uh, Emma's guardian, and he's been looking for her for the past two years. They get into a big macho spat over taking care of Emma and whether or not Neil's doing a good job and she Uh has a destiny to fulfill and you're keeping her from it and everything is awful and August. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. August says that if Neil really loves her, he'll let her go so she can achieve her destiny. And Neil says, nah, I'm not going to do that. But then August says, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Look in my box. Ooh. His box of mysteries. And his box of mysteries is something that we don't get to see. His dick? I, I can only assume it's his <laughs> dick in a box. His wooden dick. Yeah. His wooden wood. His, yeah. Morning wood. August wood. <laughs> yep. Great. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we need to stop. Yeah, we're going to end that. Episode over, everybody. Pack it in. Go home. Thanks for stopping by. Abadanza. Enjoy your loneliness, my friends. Um, Doesn't matter. Whatever's in the box, be it his wooden dick or anything else, it changes Neil's <laughs> Neil's mind is completely changed. He agrees and goes. Must be an impressive dick. I get. Well, (laughs) it seems like it would be. (laughs) By all accounts, that makes sense. You know, it's fine. Emma waits for Neil in the parking structure when a cop shows up with a gun pulled on her. Jesus. Like, immediately goes in, guns drawn, which seems like an unnecessary escalation, if you ask me. Truly. You don't know that she's armed. You don't know that she's dangerous. Why are you pulling a gun on an unarmed woman? Um, an excellent question. Who, by all accounts, has not committed any acts of violence? We just don't know. I am cute. Ugh. Annoying. It is. Annoying. I didn't like it. It was dumb. But, you know, perhaps realistic. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. They get some things correct, I suppose. (laughs) 
cop tells Emma that Neil called in a tip for her and asks where the other watches are. She says she doesn't have them and is arrested. Yeah, he calls her girl. Yeah, it, he's gross. I don't. He's gross. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Back in the Enchanted Forest again, Emma thinks she sees the compass on the top of a birdcage. They, Emma and Hook immediately bicker some more because they're obnoxious. I should get it. You should get it. No, I should get you it. Should I don't get trust it. you. <laughs> That's what they sound like. It's weird. They just bother each other. And then, finally, Emma goes silent. Because the giant is coming and there's big footsteps. Stones from the ceiling fall and... That feels like an unstable structure and it should... You'd think a giant's home would be accommodating to a giant's footfall. One would think, but you know. It's okay because Hook is crushed. (laughs) Nice. Seems like it. So, you know. Sacrifices must be made. Oh, no. Back in the real world, it's months later, August meets with Neil outside of Vancouver. Neil is still driving his stupid stolen bug. Jesus. And asks August how Emma is. Turns out she's been sentenced to 11 months in a minimum security prison in Phoenix. Neil wants... Why Phoenix? I don't. I guess, I guess technically prisons, I think you can move around. I suppose. My favorite, as he says, it's like. Federal crime a, or something. Yeah, like a, um, like a lower level. Yeah, minimum security. Minimum security in Phoenix. He goes, but I'm not telling you where. How many of them are there in Phoenix? I'm pretty sure he could narrow that down. Seven. That's why I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you don't want him to find out, don't, don't tell him it was in Phoenix. Right? Truly. Just, oh. Just say she got 11 months. She will be okay. Yeah. No, but he doesn't. Neil wants to help more and, you know, kind of go help. I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. It's not exactly a mastermind. He's very pretty, but not smart. August reminds Neil of their deal, and Neil gives August the keys to the bug and just a shit ton of money. He sold all the watches, so he's like, take it for her, leave it for her, this is for her. Yep. It's leave. money. Don't judge me. Yeah, I sold the watches. It's But it, it's for good, because it's going to Emma. So, it's okay that I committed crime. She'll think it's hot. She'll Trust think me. it's sexy. <laughs> In fact, she'll think this is incredibly sexy of me. This is this is our foreplay. Don't judge. <laughs> he says he'll rest better if he knows that Emma is cared for or something or other. August agrees to the request and says, well, I will send you a postcard somehow once Emma fulfills her destiny so you guys can be reunited or whatever. How? We don't know. He doesn't know where Neil lives. You know, just magic. Sure. Why not? Why not? In the Enchanted Forest, 
giant grabs Emma and starts to squeeze the life out of her. Emma pleads, saying she needs the compass to get back to her son. And for some reason, the giant who has been drugged and attacked doesn't really seem sympathetic to that cause for some reason or other. Weird. Weird. But, you know, doesn't matter because Emma bites him. Makes him drop her. But she should have 12 broken bones. But she doesn't. At least. She runs and grabs the sword that we saw earlier, the Jack's sword. And she cuts Chekhov's tripwire. And that sets off a rope that's holding up a large trap that I don't understand who it's for. Were they trapping the giant? I just don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird security system. It's too big for humans. It catches a giant. If the giants put it up, surely the giants would not have giant-sized traps in their giant home. Who are they trying to trap exactly? Because it can't be humans and it can't be giants. So for who is the trap? Right, and large if the humans... Ro- large rodents? Yes, <laughs> rodents of unusual size. There it is. And then, if the humans put it up, why has it not been dismantled? But right. I digress. I I digress. Sometimes the little details just freak me out here. Because they're freaky. They're freaky deaky. Trap falls. Falls on the giant, catches the giant. Emma realizes the sword must be poisoned because of how he reacts to. He's like, he's flinching, but also the sword in his face. Yeah, like it's it's a sword by his eye. Like I recognize it's small. That would still not feel good. I would be flinching away from a sword near my eye. Yep. I would be flinching away from a toothpick, a toothpick. near my eye. I was going to say, that's like someone putting a toothpick near my face. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. She threatens him, says, yeah. this is a poison sword for no apparent reason. Um, give me the compass. He gives it to her, saying she's going to kill him anyway, and all humans right. are the same. And... Emma starts to go and then turns back and goes, we're not. Oh, we're not all the same. And then walks away. Emma would be an all lives matter person. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Based on just this. Just. Ugh. So it's, it's obnoxious. This scene is obnoxious out of her because she pulls that. The giant breaks out running for Emma but then instead of attacking her, he shows her a secret exit from his home. Although she could have just, I don't know, used the door that she came through. No, no. She can't use doors. Right, of course. Emma is a vampire. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. A reverse vampire. She can't leave a place once <laughs> she's there. She has to be invited to leave. <laughs> She actually has to be shown door. <laughs> she can't see them otherwise. They're they invisible exist. to her. <laughs> Emma clearly has been taking lessons from Rumpelstiltskin because the giant says, I owe you because you could have killed me and you didn't. So this is my favor. And Emma goes, hey, actually, you owe me two favors. 
because I could have killed you when you were unconscious, too. She keeps doing this thing where when she does not have the upper hand of a situation, she requests more. Doesn't matter because you know what? That bitch agrees. Oh, tiny. And says, okay. And I don't, we don't really know what her, her favor is, but Emma pulls Hook from under the rubble and shows him the compass. Right. He's not dead. Good. <laughs> Glad he's I, I, alive. Uh, we're having to record this without faces because of internet. My internet says no. And I just I wish, wish you could have seen the face I just made. There's so many times where I keep nodding my head and going, oh, right, Lo can't see this. <laughs> oh, no. Our hook is alive. He's not broken. Actually, no, I'm actually very upset that he's alive. It's the other way. It's, damn it, he's alive. He's alive. Oh, no, our hook. He's not broken. He's alive. And he's fine. Emma shows Hook the compass. He tries to grab at it, but she puts it in her pocket and ties Hook up. And once again, Hook's in handcuffs. Tied up. It's a choice. She can't trust him. She's leaving him. Bye bye We love to see it. You love to see it. Down at the bottom, Mulan realizes that it's been 10 hours. And oh, the, the ever so important 10 hour time period. Yeah, that completely arbitrary <laughs> time frame that Emma gave has elapsed. And so she starts immediately chopping down that beanstalk does not wait a moment is like well i must do what i must and this is what i must it's her burden to bear (laughs) furious snow white lunges for mulan and mulan says it was emma's wish that she cut down the beanstalk weird wish thankfully Before it can go too far, Emma just jumps down from the beanstalk in an incredibly graceful landing. There's no worries because she's here. She is returned just in the nick of time. By that I mean Mulan had made a whole one swipe. Thank God. Uh Uh-huh. Thank God. That 10 hours was pretty damn accurate. I guess, man. She, She looked up at the sky and was like, yeah, it'll take me about... I guess maybe three and a half to climb it and then give me, give me like an hour, you know. Right, right. Two hours maybe, three and a half to climb back down. (laughs) You know. It's just so specific considering she had no clue how long it would take. She was like, "Mm, yeah, it looks like a good old three hour (laughs) being stuck. Climbing. Uh Uh-huh. I guess. Who knows? Doesn't matter because Aurora asks about Hook and Emma says he's fine, but he's held up. He's She's got a friend watching over him, I mean, basically. Why not? I guess that was her second favor is that he's going to, the giant is going to hold Hook there for 10 hours. Again with the 10 hours. <laughs> I, maybe, that's the, maybe that's as high as she knows how to count. I was going to say, maybe that is 
is the only number she knows. I mean, when my brother was younger and he had no reference for time, he loved the show Barney's. We would we would explain time to him in terms of how many episodes of Barney. Fair so enough. If we were like two hours away, we'd be like, okay, that's four Barney's. And it's like, that's how he would tell time. Maybe something like that. Like, maybe in the orphanage, everything was in 10-hour increments, and so that's her only concept of time. Yeah. Or, again, maybe she only knows the number 10. Henry is 10. Yep. So that's the only number she ever bothered to learn. 10. 10. 10. She's got a rough time when he turns 11 and screams it in her face. She's not going to know what to do with that because she doesn't <laughs> understand the concept of 11. <laughs> Emma thinks turduckens are real and does not understand the concept of 11. You heard it here she first. She doesn't believe in 11. <laughs> Yeah, it's, she's not fun to watch Stranger Things with. No. Ha ha ha. ha we're, we're, we're hip and cool and with recent things. No, we're not. <laughs> I've never seen Stranger Things, fun fact. Uh, no, I'm not a horror person, so. No, I watched episode one and then cried and turned it off. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I just know when something's <laughs> not for me. That's fair. I wanted to watch it because the nostalgia stuff looked fun. And then I'm like, oh, no. Scary things. Everything else. I am a chicken. I remember being scared of the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion. It was. Because every time he turned around, the butler was there. And I did not care for that shit. Jump scares are not cool. No. So, you heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Jump scares are not cool. Nope. (laughs) Emma doesn't believe in the concept of Eleven. But she thinks Traducans are real. <laughs> Snow hugs Emma now that they're reunited, but immediately starts scolding her for the whole cutting down the beanstalk plan. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Fair, fair enough, enough. Fair enough. Back in the past real world, Emma is in jail when she receives an envelope from Phuket. It has the keys to the bug. It is important to note, it only has the keys to... Oh, no. The bug. The money. Where'd it go? It's missing. Oh, damn it. The prison worker who gives her this envelope says, Well, now you've got a car and a baby when she gets out of jail because... Hey. Turns out Emma's got a positive pregnancy test in her hand. I love that the woman's like, and congratulations, by the way. I don't think she wants to be congratulated. She just found out she's going to give birth in a jail cell. And on top of that, it's not like, oh, this is a terrible, horrible thing that's going to happen to me because giving birth in jail, but I've got, you know, like, my boyfriend's going to be so excited about this. Right. He turned her in. <laughs> she is giving birth in jail to the person who got her in jail. Yeah. Like to the child of the person that got her in jail. Like that's it's not something up. you say congrats for. It's messed up. But we're not going to, we're, we're really not going to spend any time on that because we've got that little reveal of, it turns out Emma's pregnant and immediately right after that we focus on henry's face 
who sits up and does the Home Alone scream. Ah! Oh my! It's he. Oh, that poor baby. Somebody uh-huh. did not help him. He does not know how to do like the frantic nightmare rambling talk either. No, and he doesn't like the whoever directed him didn't give him directions to look like he's upset when he's asleep, particularly. No. Or didn't coach him well enough to get him there. So it really does just look like he's in the middle of a peaceful sleep and then just sits up right. and screams. David comes running into the room. He lights a candle for Henry because remember, oh. that's what he would do for Snow when she had a nightmare. Mm. And Henry describes his nightmare. He describes... A room with no windows and no doors, leaving you this chilling challenge to find a way out. And blood red curtains and there's fire. Only, instead of a shadowy male figure on the other side of the fire, there's a woman. Weird. Weird. This sounds very much like Aurora's description of her nightmare. David comforts him and says it was just a bad dream. And that is the end. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Well. So. Good job on that summary. Thank you. You earned some mediocre rosé. I'm going to have some mediocre rosé. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Well. I, I will say this episode is plot relevant for a few things I, I i have thoughts about why it's not but it's plot relevant because we have some backstory of explaining you know this is henry's it, it's very backstory heavy. yeah this is one of those episodes that the present day stuff doesn't really matter but the past no. stuff does right and only present day stuff that truly matters is we know there is a room of fire that perhaps two people are in that's freaky. And also, hey, we got a compass. Right. We are... And this giant hates humans. But for now, that doesn't seem to be an issue. So we'll deal with that later. Yeah. There's. We've seemed to solve some. Taken a step towards getting people home. But other than that. Right, like none right. of the Enchanted it, Forest stuff matters. Particularly. I, it is weird that there is no Enchanted Forest of the past in this episode. Yeah. It's weird because there's barely any storybook either. We get one storybook as if like, an afterthought of like, oh shit, yeah, we're here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Regina, which is a crime. Totally a crime, which might explain why I was so disinterested in this episode. <laughs> it just, every time I see Tallahassee, I get excited and I remember, no wait, it's Manhattan that I like. Uh, the other geography based. <laughs> the other, uh-huh. Name precisely and it's fine I, I i like seeing young young emma and getting some of that fluff backstory shenanigans you know we get right. some confirmed parentage for henry which i know you'll dive into later but that's nice we get some things definitively explained yes um but it's nothing we were already on board with Emma having a, a sob story past. None of us needed it. We were like, okay, she's an orphan and she's sad. That's fine. Like, none yeah. of us needed to see that to believe it. Well, or, you know, I mean, I get it. I 
we're bringing in Henry's father, so sure, we need to spend some time with Henry's father, but... Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, it just overwhelmingly felt very... Underwhelming? (laughs) You know? Yeah. All of the stuff with Neil felt really fun, because he is a good actor. He is, I enjoy him a lot. he and J-Mo have pretty good chemistry. Right. Uh, you know, he's very charming and fun and does um the he does the rakish thing in a way that I don't think Colin O'Donoghue has quite figured out yet. No. Where it's like, "Oh, you rascal, you scoundrel," but nothing that yeah. really feels like it crosses the line whereas uh huh. right now, huh. ugh. We, we played a fun game. We played a fun game. Speaking of we that, did. every time there was a scene with Huck and Emma, I would start a timer to see how long till he said something gross. Um, in one scene, it was one minute and thirteen seconds, followed by like solid. That's a solid seconds. outing, right? Then like twenty seconds after that, uh, the next scene it was like two minutes in. There was like solid. three things in a row. Uh, there was one scene where one minute in, he said something gross. The most egregious was uh, one of the last scenes, 23 seconds in. Just, I mean, he won't leave her alone with the innuendos. No, no, there were, I think, seven scenes with the two of them, and five of them, he's gross. And I don't think, on the whole, from the way, just from the vibe I'm getting from him, and the line reading, and the way... That his character is framed, I don't think I'm meant to find him charming. I feel like I'm supposed to find him gross. Right. It's weird. I I don't get the vibe that, oh, this is meant to be playful and It's just fun. gross. It just, it feels gross. And I don't know if they intended it to come off that way, but... Whereas some of the stuff that Neil does and says comes off as, and even some of the stuff that August in other episodes has done comes off not the greatest, I never felt like the writers wanted me to think he was gross. Right. And it's weird with Hook, especially because they make him gross, Mm -hmm. either intentionally or unintentionally, doesn't matter. He's gross. And then... Like a switch, they're like, oh, also, this is now our main shipping. This is our main pairing, and and um, we're going to just make him drop all that grossness. It never happened. We don't know her. I don't know what that it would have been about. But, you know. But it is. If then I they'll drop correct. the character of Hook any, altogether and bring him fake Hook. So. And Wish Realm Hook. And, I don't know, Black and White Hook. And. 101 Dalmatians hook. I don't know. There are too many hooks on this show. I can tell you that much. Too many hooks. Too Too many many hooks. hooks. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I do do think it's interesting that in the show, the turning point for him is in Neverland when Charming, David, our, our... our favorite guy, realizes what's going on and is like, I hate you. I will fucking yeah. kill you if you hurt her. And he's like, oh, maybe I should not be gross in front of her dad. That's Seems perhaps like maybe a thing. 
Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I don't, I don't, I don't care for him. I, sorry. I should be more diplomatic yeah. about it, but mm, no, <laughs> I don't like yeah. him. Not in particular. I like Colin O'Donohue a lot, and I need to make that very clear. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. He seems like a great I, guy. He seems like he'd be a ton of fun to go, go hang out with. I actually oh, think absolutely. he's doing a great job as Hook. I yeah. just don't like they, how they write Hook. I don't like it because they don't make it clear if we're supposed to like him or not. And not like Very in a fun true. gray area of, oh, he's mysterious. It's like, no, he's gross, but also being put with our main character. I think their downfall was they cast Colin O'Donoghue in the role he because too he's too hot and charming. So <laughs> people immediately were like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we're into that now, I guess. Yep, absolutely. And this is a show that I don't think has ever heard of sometimes fan service is bad. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah. So, just was a whole thing. I don't know. I don't like it's him. It's a whole thing. I don't that's like my, him. That's my diagnosis. I don't I, like I him. Fair. Um, I did think it was interesting that in this episode, we see all three of Emma's love and Well, not I, I know technically she had Graham, but we, we see three of her love interests. And just makes we me do. question her taste a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how much I'd be into the 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 man who I carjacked in the middle of his carjacking. Say Jack again. Jack. And the <laughs> beanstalk. Um exactly. It's all it all comes together. Uh so yeah, between Neil, August, and um Hook, I just don't think I trust her taste in men. Yeah. Her taste in men sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Um, I do have some one thing I would like to talk about. I took very few notes during this episode because I was disinterested there was nothing. most of the time. There, there just wasn't anything to comment on. But I'm sorry. Neil's plan is I'm going to send the woman who went to prison for stealing. I'm going to send her a stolen car. Yes. And I'm just, and she, that's what she's going to drive out of prison with is the stolen car. Yes. We're also never going to address the fact that this car who, is from whom so stolen. It, it is from so stolen. Who's there? Does that person not care? Does that person not care? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they filed a police report. <laughs> like, there's just a car. Somebody out there who just does not have a car, thanks to Emma Swan. I like that she, at the episode one, season one, she is successful. She has her hot pink dress, her very nice apartment in Boston. Still driving the stolen car. Well, it's sentimental. And the she man works... that got you put in jail. I know. And she works in law enforcement. 
She's fucking a bail insane. bonds person. This is fucking insane. Driving around in a stolen car. And don't come at me with that nonsense that, oh, well, maybe she, like, replaced it with a non-stolen. No, she did she not. She did not. No, she, she did, not. did not. This is the same bug. Mm-hmm. Hot nonsense. Hot garbage. Hot trash. Absolutely. Just nonsense. And that's my She's take insane. on that. That's my take on it. That's a, that, that's a good take. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Do you have anything else? I, I really don't. Yeah. No. No, I don't. I don't think I do either. I mean, the dumb 10 hour we've gone over it why 10 hours i don't understand um that's kind of it yeah i do like i do want to point out that we um we watched the episode and both came away with very few notes but both of us did come up with a single note oh yeah yeah we have a matching note on our papers today which doesn't usually happen Mm -hmm. usually i get really intensely focused on things like woods doors right but today today we came up with the same note would you like to share what that note was (laughs) well we had two of them i think are matching well we had had one that (laughs) we had one that was very similar and one that was like word for word there was uh emma's horny for crime Correct. And I might be a pervert, but you're definitely a car thief. Yeah, see, and that's the one we just had similar, because all I wrote down is Neil is hysterical because trauma makes you funny. That's fair. No, but we both sat there and we're like, uh, so my notes are Emma's horny for crime. Emma's horny for crime. (laughs) Yep. Do you think she just searches the the crime tag on Disney Plus? Yes. Hey, you know if you search crime, a Pinocchio is all about crime. Well, suddenly that makes her make a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yikes. Big yikes. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Well, how we, are our accounts looking? The lists. I'll start mine. I really don't have anything. You know, we started with, I'll start with the beans and purses. We have mention of magic beans, but no sightings so we still have two final beans at this point uh we still have one Mm -hmm. town purse and for the superpower there are moments where there are conversations but they're all with hook and emma's already clocked the fact that he is probably lying to her and she doesn't trust him so i kind of i'm not counting any of that fair enough so we we still have uh three uses and two of those are failures Great. Uh Great. How about you? Where are you at? Well, so, today, um, I did, obviously we've got the official edition of Neil. Mm -hmm. Neil is officially on the family tree. He's officially on the, um, on the fuck fern, too, because there's a child that... That means relationship. We also saw them kiss a bunch. Also so, horny for crime. Also horny for crime. So there's that. Um, that's exciting. 
I guess. Yep. And uh, the other thing we've got is Hook and Emma get a strike. I'm mad about it. I don't want to put it on there, but like. It was there. We all had to look at it. We had to look at it. We had to look at the weird tense moment when she pulls him back from the tripwire and yada 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 yeah so he also uses his mouth to tighten her gauze on her hand after using all of his no reason i do want to talk about that real quick to interrupt you Uh uh-huh her hand's injured he pours all this rum on her hand because it's alcohol and will disinfect it Mm -hmm. then takes a sweaty fucking dirty rag it yep. wraps her hand up in it. Right, like, doesn't rip his shirt, doesn't, you know, uh, not saying you needed, he needed to, but that is generally the, the movie, the movie right. protocol is, oh, let me rip off the bottom of my shirt to make a bandage for you. I, and I feel like Hook would not waste an opportunity to rip off his shirt. True. So it's weird that he didn't. Very true. Anyway, continue with your foliage. Oh no, that was kind of it. I they get a strike. <laughs> They're not on it officially because you need three strikes to get onto the fuck fern, right? As it is known, but I do have to give them one, which is annoying because I didn't like him in this episode, None of and us Emma None deserved better. You know it's bad when we're saying Emma deserves better. That's an upsetting phrase. Yep. I shouldn't have to say that. So does that bring us to the LVP? I think it does. So the least valuable person. My pick has not changed. Oh, no. Mine has very much stayed the same. I've, I've no thoughts. Let's look at the key players of this episode. We have Emma. We have Hook. We have the giant, kind of. He's pretty... Right. Important. We have Neil. August only because that final scene's very important. Um, did I already say Emma? I'm going to say her again. I don't remember. That's kind of it. Yeah. We have a very small cast of main people. Um, Aurora, Mulan, Mary Margaret. I'm not calling them as important. We're not counting that. They are the B plot. And even that, the B plot is so small this episode. Right. There's not a ton going on. I don't think that... Anything Correct. changing in there would have substantially changed the plot. Right. And I think by those standards, we'll, we'll reverse it here. Emma is a contender, I would argue, but she does, she, I would say just by simply locking Hook up, it discounts her from it. She's done something, she is moving the plot forward to find a solution to get home. Yeah, and, you know, I mean... Nothing she does in the in the show is necessarily useless at right. all. Annoying, maybe, Precisely. but not useless. Right. Hook, same thing. Annoying, but not useless. He gets her heat. Without him, we would not get up the beanstalk in the first place, second place. So, inherently, Hook, not eligible. Right. Uh, tiny... Or the giant, he doesn't even have a name at this point. The giant is in it so little, I don't think there is an argument either way. It's just he is the giant, he is the adversary for the plot. Right. Absolutely. There's just, there's nothing there. Correct. Really. Uh, August, 
he is pretty important. He shows up and says, hey, you need to stop this because she has a destiny and you need she needs to fulfill it. I messed up and now I'm trying to fix it. So stop. Right. He's the best case scenario in that he's not here much and what he's here for is important. Correct. He's the only one who could be doing it. Exactly. And that leaves us with exactly one key player left for this episode. It sure does. Drum drum roll, if you please. Neil. What? What? Wow. Wow. Congratulations, Neil. Congrats on being useless. Actually, this one does hurt because I do like Neil. He is a character I very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. But my guy, you you gave her a stolen car for when she gets out of jail. <laughs> I mean, act. You want to talk about actively harming something? Actively harming, making her a worse person. Right. And not only that, but did nothing in the episode aside from be revealed. Correct. You know, it was funny and existed. Yeah, there's just. We could have gotten all of the information that those flashbacks revealed in a nice, tidy, four-sentence paragraph. Really. Right. Right. They were fun, don't get me wrong. 100% fun. But. Exactly. Not. But not necessary. Not necessary. Like, like yeah. I said, we, we all were on board with she had has trauma. We've already, I think, gotten the reveal that she had him in a hot, in the, in jail, had Henry in jail. Like, we didn't need it. Like, it's nice to have the background and to see the Neil pieces of it all, but it wasn't like we were like, oh boy, do I hope we get her sob story. Right. Neil, we, we better see the guy that did this to her. Yeah, it just, it, it just... It wasn't strong enough to where I felt really excited to be in that part of Emma's life or whatever, but it also wasn't small enough that I was like, oh, well, we can't, it doesn't matter because it was such a small part of it. No, this was like the majority of the episode. Yeah, it was too much of it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, although, to be fair... So, this whole episode feels, I don't want to say, like, it's filler, because it's not quite filler. No, it just felt like it couldn't have been the B-plot. Yeah, but it felt like two B-plots put together. Correct. As opposed to a full episode, and usually once has a, a good track record on their good episodes of a very strong a story and then a b and a c plot that are woven in with it and all go together and this just felt very disjointed it felt like they had to have the conversation about well have you ever been in love simply to make it so that we could understand why we were seeing the flashback Mm. stuff exactly and i think usually the storybook plot is the glue and we didn't have that Right, 100%. Because usually what ends up happening is somebody says something in their storybook st- 
stuff, and then that flashes us back to their past. Right. And we get it. But I do... I think the um, the conversations with Hook felt so shoehorned in because if you think if you take out that conversation about being in love, right? Why are we seeing these two plots together? There's there was no reason. There was no thematic reason that those things had to be in the same episode. No, I mean, of course, you are forgetting the most important thematic thesis statement of the show horny for crime emma is horny for crime <laughs> it because it happens with hook as well like they have their weird moment yeah as they're stealing shit listen maybe that should have just been their conversation i used to be a thief and i'm horny for crime <laughs> honestly i feel like that would have been very funny because she would have been straightforward and he would have been caught off guard by it <laughs> would have been great imagine, imagine i would have watched that Imagine you're watching TV and the hero just goes, yeah, I used to be a thief and I'm horny for crime. At 8 o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> God. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So, what I'm hearing is the baseline here is that uh, this was a bad time. This was a bad time, yeah. It was. I mean, I feel like it's cursed inherently just just because of my internet like the internet was trying to protect us from how bad this yeah, is it it said no please don't please don't don't do this to yourself you deserve better but alas and alack this is what we must do this is what we do for you all you're welcome this was a bad time truly but i have really good news for you what is that it can only go up from here Don't forget, Yay. if you have anything you would like to say, I don't know, tell us about. <laughs> Are you also horny for crying? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Please don't let us we know. Don't I don't want to know. Here. <laughs> we I don't, don't know. shame here. But don't oh, I don't. Us. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shame you. I just don't want to know about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You do whatever you need to, but I don't need to know if you're horny for crime. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at wine, wine and once beverage first. And our Gmail is wine, wine and once at gmail.com. As always, beverages first as well. Woo! Uh, but yeah, we'll see you all next week for hopefully a better time than whatever this was. Um, You know, it's not going to be. No. You know what comes next. I'm, I'm just setting myself up to be a liar. <laughs> I Next week we'll have a good story time, though, so as a treat. Uh, that will be exciting. I do look forward to hearing the, the, the rendition that comes yes. through. Yes, a little ominous um, cliffhanger for you. Yeah, join us next week so, for Child of the Moon. Yes, we will see you all then. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Oh, yeah. Have a good week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.